0: Welcome to the Pete Slevin Fitness Podcast where we discuss all things fitness, health and well-being with your host, Pete Slevin. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Pete Slevin Fitness Podcast. So excited for this particular episode. This gentleman hails from my hometown, Cookstown. His story is one full of inspiration and hope and I truly believe that you'll really enjoy Listening to his remarkable journey. So, without further ado, this is episode 7 Iron Mind, an interview with Connor Devine. Enjoy. Ladies and gents, it is a great honour and privilege to uh, welcome this extraordinary man onto the Peaks 11 Fitness podcast. Connor's not only a champion of MS, he's a successful businessman, an author, Ironman triathlete, and most importantly, a father to two beautiful children. Connor, thank you so much for coming on the podcast.
1: No problem, Pete. Thanks very much for the invite. Uh,
0: just, uh, just for the listeners who maybe aren't aware of Connor Devine, uh, could you give a wee backstory just for really where you came from? I know we're both from the same town. Uh, you've moved on to Greener Fields as such, but uh, if you just give a, a short background just of uh, Connor
1: Devine. Okay, well, um, look, it's it's great to speak to you, uh, Pete, tonight on the podcast. I'm quick snapshot, forty two years old. Um, born and bred in Cookstown, I uh, still go back to Cookstown, I left Cookstown at 18, went to New York and I've spent the last 22, 23 years travelling and evolving and learning and it's been an incredible experience but still still deep-rooted in, in Cookstown and, and my parents and my family's there so um, no, it's been, it's been a fascinating journey for me, um, talking to you tonight I suppose uh, all the really interesting stuff happened over the last 13 years um, which we'll probably get into but I I started out, I, I immersed myself in sports so my background is sport and football in particular. Um, I I probably realised when I was younger that I, I was pretty good at sport and pretty good at football and I excelled in, in, in both soccer and, and Gaelic and sport has been really good to me right up um, through my youth and through my teens and then into my university and I actually started to get paid semi-professional to play soccer and stuff. So, um, and it's interesting now where, you know, I've, I've transitioned into the, the Ironman stuff and the triathlon stuff and it's still underpinning a lot of what I do. And yeah, I, I've said to a lot of people that a lot of the characteristics that I have had to call on to deal with a lot of the trauma and the pain that I have subsequently went through, Pete, I have, I have learned a lot of those skills from a young boy in the sporting environment. So, um, that's something that I, I really find interesting. Um, and I encourage young people to embrace sport and try and get into it, the, the sport themselves. So um, I then, with on. I suppose one of the big other things that, that I think has helped me a lot is I became a chartered surveyor in property and real estate. Um, yes. I became an expert in property. And I say to people, now again, you know, no matter what you're in, we've had a chat before we, we went live. Yeah, I think it's important that, You have this desire to be, no matter what it is you're working at, that you're outstanding at it. You know that you're you're really proud of what you do, and you become a specialist in something. And for me, that from a business perspective, that I fell into property, but I became chartered, um, which is really important. And I subsequently went on to have a pretty successful, good career in the real estate business, which which I worked damn hard at, Um, and I've, I've been involved in in business obviously for the last 15 years mostly in and around Belfast and I run my own company so I've got different business interests now um, and my day to day at the moment I've, I've got a team in Belfast and we have offices in Dublin and Manchester so um, I suppose that's I've touched on sport um, and the influence that that has played in my life to date and still does and I've touched on business um, and the business you know, I'm deeply passionate about helping people and bringing solutions to to people and businesses. And then I suppose there's the real personal uh, aspect to me, which is this trauma and, and pain that I've had to endure and overcome with an MS diagnosis in 2006, which was um, devastating and a huge a huge turning point in, in my life. So over the last 13 years, I've been living with multiple sclerosis, which um, certainly at 26, 27 years of age, I didn't expect I was a young man like yourself and everybody else that grows up. Um, You certainly don't expect to get sick, you might get the flu the odd time or measles or something, but you definitely do not expect to be knocked sideways and then uh, be very ill for 12 months and then get diagnosed with MS. Um, MS is one of the most dangerous, serious neurological conditions that you can uh, contract and it's basically where the central nervous system attacks the body and, and causes all kinds of problems. I tell you that 25% of the people who are diagnosed within a 10-year period will, will be in a wheelchair. And um, it's generally a condition in Ireland and, and the UK at the moment where you're definitely conditioned to believe that things will get worse. Yeah. It took me a few years to actually process what was going on with me. My health um, from 2006 to 2011 was horrendous. Um I I I struggled to do normal things like do the shop, and I had lots of pain, lots of symptoms. So to put it into context. Um, walking was was problematic. I had lots of pain around my chest, my legs. Um, I had a real issue in my head. There's like pressure in, in around my head. I had problems with my throat. Um, so. It's just a very complex thing that once your body turns against itself, um, once your central nervous system, like, for example, uh, you know, I, I often described it as putting bad fuel into the car. Yeah. Yeah. The car doesn't go properly, and my body wasn't working properly for a long, long time. Um, I'm very fortunate, which we'll get into the wee bit, that over the last five years I've been able to stop the, the progress of, of, of the disease and have actually been able to reverse the condition, which... Which is they tell you is impossible, um so no it's that's a bit of a, a snapshot into to me and what I've been up to, and uh, it's even though it's me talking like I still think. I find I find it really interesting, even though I probably could have done without it. Like,
0: it's it's uh, definitely it's a, it's an amazing story. And as I will send you off air, you you were one of the first people that I wanted to get onto the podcast. Uh, I, I follow your Instagram content, and just for any of the listeners, if you aren't already, uh, definitely jump onto Connor's Instagram. Your mindset and and, and the content that you put out uh, like I check it daily, and it's great stuff. But your story, as you rightly said, you know you should you should be wheelchair bound. I feel like, uh, but yet you've went on to achieve so many things. Uh, you're competing in Ironmans and, and things like that. Like you're not just up and walking about the house. You're actually out there. You're a successful businessman now. You're a father to two children, a single father. I think.
1: Um,
0: how how did this how did that come about? How did
1: oh. I suppose it, it it's important for me to say that it it would be very easy now to jump onto my Instagram and and look at what I'm doing now, and 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 then try and figure out well he mustn't have been that bad and yeah I suppose it's important like I've been I've been trying to I've been fighting my body and my mind for thirteen years, and like that's quite a long time mm-hmm. so the person you see today and tonight and on Instagram and training and doing Ironman. That's not the same chap who was, what well it is, but it, it, it's, a, it's miles away from the person who was struggling um, with lots of pain and anxiety and problems in 2006, 7, 8, nine 10, 11. But I think how I've got to where I am today is for three or four or five years, I really struggled with everything, um, mentally and physically. And I've told this story quite a lot, um, but I'll give you the short version. I couldn't find anybody, and I think this is important in life, I think in life all, all of us really want is some hope.
0: That's what I say, yeah,
1: hope. We, we all want a wee bit of hope, no matter what it is, no matter how bad you feel. And if you don't have any hope, your mental health certainly will go downhill. And I, I just couldn't find any hope for four years in Ireland. I couldn't find anybody with anything positive to say about MS. And I had to, thankfully in about 2010, I came across a guy in America called Montel Williams, who had MS, he was a former Navy SEAL who had a very successful television business. He was doing all kinds of stuff. He was writing books. He was smiling. I mean, I hadn't smiled for four years. Is this the chat show host? Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah, Montel Williams. He, he, your listeners can look him up. But what that, what that did was that gave me an awful amount of hope and fuel and inspired me to fight back against the condition and to try and get my life back. And once I found Montel... I started to find other people like Mark Pollock, who's now a friend of mine from Hollywood and, and County Down. Um, if you look up Mark Pollock, his story's is amazing. Um, he's a blind adventurer who is paralyzed from the waist down. And I think my message to people is, if you're really struggling um, from a health perspective or uh, physical health or mental health or even financial, whatever it is, is really getting you down and really traumatizing you at the moment. A starting point if you want to heal and recover is to try and find people who have overcome a similar adversity to the one you're going through. Yeah. The thing about life is that, you know, it's 2019. Um, but like I'm reading the book. I, I read a lot. One of one of one of the big tools that I have I use to, to get through life and to win at life is to read. Mm-hmm. And I'm reading the book at the minute about Abraham Lincoln in eighteen sixty, who was one of the most successful presidents of America. And I'm not reading that because it's great crack. I'm trying to figure out. I'm trying to figure out. I'm really interested in people who have overcome adversity and who have gone on to succeed. And yeah. a lot, a lot of people, believe it or not, who are very successful in life, whatever that means, but they've achieved something. And my overall ambition is to, you know, be content. Yeah. But all of these people, Pete, have overcome tons of adversity.
0: Yeah.
1: Tons of adversity. And and once I started to understand all of that. I decided to put a plan in place to fight back against the MS and to try and realise my potential, which is basically the ongoing journey of recovery which I'm on to this day. It's
0: a uh, it's it's incredible. Uh, obviously, you've had plenty of dark days. So what when when was it? So you were diagnosed uh, when you were 28. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, so there was about five six years. Were there were pretty dark days where you were, would were, were, were bedridden? We
1: yeah, well, plenty plenty of times I would have spent the first year um at home. I took a year off work. I was a director in a property company at that time, so I spent you know whenever I had the first symptoms, the next twelve months I wasn't able to go to work most of the time, um pretty much for three or four years I was sort of out of circulation, um I wasn't able to do normal things and I was in plenty of pain. My mental health was really bad. I've, I've written about this, in my first big attitude is everything about the suicidal thoughts and trying to overcome and You know, why do I want to even continue on and all that stuff, which yeah. I went through at all that time. So that that's sort of what I'm saying. Like it's it's very easy to look at me now um, on my social media pages and say your man's doing well, it's great. But um, you know, it's 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 it would be wrong of me to try and present this happy ending picture. It's it's just not like that. Every day is tough um, for me. Every day, I've I've I'm someone of tremendous discipline, um, and discipline's something that you actually can acquire. It's like a muscle, and you have to, you, you know, you've probably seen me saying this on on social media, but I, I make a big thing about actually turning up. You know, turn up to train, turn up, do the work. You know, most people that I have come across, um, I've spoken. A lot about my health journey. I've spoken around Europe, in Barcelona and Milan, at different medical conventions and stuff. And and I really mean this, but most people in life just aren't prepared to do the work that's required to achieve whatever goal it is they want to achieve. Yeah. And and for me, that goal is is optimum health, which I'm still striving for. Um, but I'm 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 prepared to do the work. Now, I could probably work harder, but the observation Pete I would make is be it the fitness industry or the car industry or the property industry or the health space you have to do the work yes tough going
0: hi podcast listeners if you'd like me to work alongside you as your coach for six weeks then this is your opportunity you get to train in your own time and around your schedule With my online coaching, you get a PDF that is downloadable to your mobile device and includes a six week training plan to suit your goals with video demos of myself performing every exercise. You get a nutritional guide with advice, tips, a seven day sample meal plan with calorie and macros breakdown and also some healthy, nutritious and more importantly, delicious recipes. I will communicate with you on a daily basis via WhatsApp to answer any questions you may have and also to help you with accountability to help guide you and stick to the plan every week we will schedule in a skype call to assess your progress both the training plan and nutritional plans are tailored to suit your goals and fit around your lifestyle if this is something you think you could do to help you achieve your goals sign up now on my website peatslemanfitness.com or you can drop me a message on my social media channels on Instagram, on Facebook, on their Pete's Lemon Fitness. This is your chance to train around your schedule and lifestyle and achieve the goals that you've always wanted. Whether that's fat loss or to build muscle, my coaching and my guides will get you there all within six weeks. I look forward to hearing from you and having you on board to help you achieve your goals. And then, when then did you decide that you could become uh, an airman triathlete for example when when did your health uh, turn for the good if you like or
1: improve? I started around about 2011 I was asked I was invited to run the Belfast Marathon and um, I had never done any real running before um, apart from football which was about four or five years before that so I accepted that invitation and I ran the Belfast Marathon in 436 and I then went on to run 10 marathons and I suppose the first marathon was important because it proved to myself that, you know, people with MS aren't supposed to be running marathons apparently. Definitely not, no. whenever, Whenever I was able to do the first one and the second one, then the third, the fourth, the fifth and the sixth, I proved to myself that everything is possible and that I wasn't going to be pigeonholed into this wee MS box, that it was a load of balls and that I was going to keep cracking on, keep getting stronger keep proving to people that I can do things that other people can do. And what was part of my motivation was that I knew that people were starting to watch me at that time. I knew that people were getting a lot of hope and courage and yeah. inspiration and fire from my own achievements. And that that is something that fires me to this day. And because I thought it would be really cool if I could run a marathon and have MS because, well, you're not supposed to be doing that. Yeah. And once I got a wee bit bored of the marathons, I thought – if I could just run, bike, and swim and do a triathlon, because at that time, was it was about 2014, I couldn't swim far, just normal 10 meters in your act. Yeah. And I thought it would be a real powerful story to bring to the world because I'd already written a book that was that was on Amazon and was, it was going all around the place. And people were starting. I did the Late, late Show around about 2014, and my story went global, wide and far. Yeah, I was getting a lot of traction online. People were emailing me, and I was, this was nearly fueling and helping me, my mental health get better and that desire to get better. So, once I decided to do a, a triathlon, the Sprint in Derry in two thousand and fourteen, I I just loved it. I thought it was an amazing event. Um, and I suppose I did a couple of sprints, and again, I mean, people with MS aren't supposed to be doing triathlons, and that was sort of. Uh, a good motivation for me to do that and then I looked at the Olympic race and then I said I wonder could I do a, a half Ironman and really I'm just someone who wants to improve and, and, and push myself all the time and that's how I ended up ultimately with a goal in 2015 of trying to complete an Ironman because at that time I couldn't find anybody in the world with MS who had become an Ironman. And I thought it would be powerful if somebody from Ireland could do this, and the power of that story going around the yeah. world—amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what happened. And,
0: and and how how did your how did your body? Uh, I mean, how did your body cope with you know the the strenuous training for for marathons for triathlons? You know,
1: did you feel days to
0: recover? Was it
1: well? I think. It's, it's very important. I mean, you can't just jump into um, the Ironman thing. I mean, it's quite an extreme thing to do. Um, but I think, I think for me, I was sort of training every day at that time. And, I mean, I'm, I'm not someone who I wasn't looking to get on the podium. I was My goal was to finish alive, genuinely. So, I mean, I wasn't really racking myself at the training. I, Ironman, to, to be fair, I mean, I, I have the view that anybody can do the Ironman. Um, you need the time to train, and you need to turn up at the training. That's a second month training block. And I mean, one of the beautiful things about Ironman is, I mean, I've went on to do seven Ironman, t- three full, and um, well, eight. One that I did not finish. I DNF'd on the last one in Cork because I got injured. But I've still seven plus one, which I didn't finish. But the the uh, diverse nature of the of the competitors, the people who do the the Ironman, you've got. Big people, small people, old people, young people. I mean, it's just it's just very very inspirational. Um, so no, it, it's 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 doable. It is extreme, but my rationale for doing it was I really wanted to prove to myself that I mean, if I could achieve, if I could do an Ironman, I mean that would be pretty incredible. And the power of that story going around the world would be amazing. And thankfully, I was able to write a book about it. And I mean, Pete, I've I it's on Amazon, and genuinely, I'm really proud of my. Um, Iron Mind book against all odds and the feedback I've been getting from people who just randomly email me from all around the place mm-hmm. saying that that's inspired them to run a marathon or do a triathlon or whatever I mean that's it's like winning the lottery every time you get that kind of correspondence from someone who has got something out of your material just like somebody who might text you to say I listened to that podcast and I find yeah. it really really helpful I mean it's amazing.
0: Yeah, it's a, it, I, can, I can see why. Your, your story is truly inspirational. And What was your medical team? What, what was their thoughts when you told them that you were going to
1: do these things? You, you, do, you don't you don't really have a medical team. I mean, the, the health care, which I call sick care system in Northern Ireland, is broken. And unfortunately, you know, it would be different if you were a multimillionaire and you had cares and then you had a medical team and nutrition all around you. But most people, when they're diagnosed, are even sick. They have to fend for themselves. Yeah. and To be quite honest, I mean, I only started to heal and recover once I figured out that there's nobody in the world going to fix me, only myself. Um, and this is what I say to people as well. You know, don't be expecting your GP to fix you, your neurologist to fix you, your mum and dad to fix you, your brother to fix you. You have to learn how to fix yourself. And the penny dropped with me around about 2014 that I need, a, I need to get my my mind and my my body and my plan in place because it's up to me. And one of of the big, there's a number of uh, skills that I think people should think about acquiring. One of the the important things that I have been able to acquire is this whole thing of self-reliance. I don't depend on anybody for anything. Um, And I think it's very important for me talking to you tonight to be able to say that. But that wasn't always the case, um, and I think becoming someone who is self-reliant is liberating. Yeah, so it's powerful. So,
0: and that's, that's good advice, because um, I, I suppose a lot of people do depend and, and blame others, and uh, you know, don't really take the all by the horns, if you like. Um, now You took a massive decision in life um, and perhaps a, a massive risk to stop taking me- medication uh, to help with your MS. When or how did that come about?
1: Or Well, it was basically a process of, of um, I am someone who's encouraged people to ask lots of questions um, and to be really curious. Um, one of my mentors in life is a guy called Jim Rohn, who you may or may not have heard of. Um, but Jim Rohn says, you know, you should try and find out how governments work, how the school system work, how money and finance work, how the banks work. And if you keep asking questions, then you can acquire information then. Because, you know, how your life pans out up to you. Yeah, it's up to me. And I started then asking questions around this whole aspect of drugs and pharmaceutical companies and medication. And I had enough um, information around about 2016, after two years of my own research and speaking to neurologists and doctors, and I was fortunate because I was quite high profile and I was able to speak to lots of different people, um, where I had figured out that the MS medication is not designed to fix your physiology. Um, it's not designed to make you feel better. Uh, it's not designed to make you healthy. It's designed to do one thing, which is to maybe stop relapses. Mm-hmm. And there's some evidence to say that if you take MS medication that the relapses that you might have would can be prevented by 30%. And whenever I found that out and the penny dropped with me, I was really disappointed because I was taking this stuff thinking it was helping me but I didn't really understand why I was taking it and what was in it and what it was doing but once I found out more about the medication I decided to stop taking the medication and take a more lifestyle unconventional approach to healing and what I mean by that is I wanted to facilitate the natural repairing process in my body the body is the best computer and machine and piece of kit in the world and it's always trying to repair itself, and that led me into um, lots of, uh, I mean, what really changed my my life in terms of the direction of my life was watching Forks Over Knives on Netflix, and that is an incredibly powerful um, documentary, and the, the two doctors in that documentary, one of them's Colin Campbell, and one of them's Esselton Caldwell, and What I try and do now, Pete, in my life is I try and find people who tell the truth and have incredible integrity. And one of the big problems in the world today is that most people tell lies. And it's very hard to separate what's true and what's not true. And we won't talk about Brexit tonight, but it's a good example where people don't really understand what's going on. And I think in life it's very important that you try and get to the crux of it. And whenever I came across Dr. Colin Campbell, who's then went on to write the China Study, I started researching him. I started listening to his podcast with the Rich Roll, and he's 84 years of age. He's the guy who uh, the Chinese sent for in 1980 to try and figure cancer out. This guy is an incredible man. Dr. Esselton Caldwell is an incredible guy, and I started watching their stuff, and that was enough for me to move to plant-based nutrition, and I think. What's happened in the last 36 months with me is um, something incredible happened at the weekend where um, I know I've been improving, I've been getting stronger every day. My symptoms have progressed since I went plant-based. I don't eat meat or dairy. The reasons I don't eat meat or dairy is because they're high in saturated fat. There's hormones induced in there. There's all kinds of stuff in there. It's associated with lots of disease, blah, blah, blah. But it was pure health reasons that I switched to plant-based. Um, and the improvement within 30 days, 40 days of going plant-based, I started to experience incredible mental clarity. And if you look at or listen to any of the, I don't say I'm vegan, although I am vegan, but I am plant-based. I I think vegan is more a political term and, and it annoys people. Um, But if you speak to any of the plant-based guys, and now there's a big thing going on about plant-based athletes. Yeah. Recover. Like, they have, them
0: the game changers coming out. All,
1: now. all, all that stuff. But, I, I try to not pontificate about telling people to stop eating meat and stuff. What I try and say to people is, you know, do your own research and figure it out yourself. But a good starting point is forks over knives. But the point is that once I went plant-based, Pete, I started to experience lots of really good things happening with my body and my health. And to the point where on Sunday, I got uh, a consultation with my neurologist who said that the the MS is now no longer active in my brain. And that's, I suppose you're the first person to hear that, and that's the first time it's went out public. Now I did post about it at the weekend, but um, that was a big moment for me because uh, it validated all of the actions that I've taken in the last three years, and it's powerful. So, yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm 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 gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna you're gonna be hearing and seeing a lot more about that, but I'm, I'm 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 plotting some content around all of this over the next three to six to nine months because it's it's I think it's important and I think it's really interesting and I think it should share share with as many people as possible. And just to give,
0: the, because there is such now uh, a big thing on now with plant-based diets, uh, in fact, I have a, one of my recipe books. I, I put out a recipe book every month on my website and I have a plant-based one uh, just last month. Um, nutrition-wise, what would a, a normal day for yourself be?
1: So I, I would... I would normally, um, I used to drink a lot of five or six cups of coffee before two o'clock. I now Maximum would drink two cups of coffee in the morning before 11 o'clock. I normally start with a cup of coffee. Um, I've done quite a bit of work on on the coffee side. There's a great book out at the minute by Dr. Matthew Walker called Why We Sleep.
0: I've read it, brilliant book, yeah.
1: And there's a great podcast between Dr. Rangan Chattery and Matthew Walker, and they talk about coffee consumption. And we're all coffee addicts nearly. And I've found in the last month that by reducing the coffee intake, coffee can stay in your body for 12 hours. So if you're drinking a cup of coffee at six in the evening, well, it's going to be in your system at six in the morning. So anyway, I would have a cup of coffee in the morning, normally with some fruit. I don't eat a lot in the morning. Um, I then always bring a lunchbox in with me to work. So I'm grazing all day. So I would have fruit and nuts in that and I've normally trained at lunchtime in Belfast 45 minutes maximum and then I would maybe have a bowl of soup um, or a sandwich or and a sandwich and then I would normally have a main meal in the evening time like last night I had the plant kitchen and of Marks and Spencer's pizza with broccoli and chickpeas and stuff and to be honest I like to cook pizza so it's a lot easier for people if they enjoy cooking Yeah. to do the plant based thing um, and it's now a way of life for me I have no interest in eating meat um, I think the one thing I'll say about the whole meat thing: um, most people accept that we need to reduce our, our meat consumption and our plate should compose of seventy to eighty percent of uh, plant-based stuff, um, and that's that's a that's a way forward. I think I think it's a good thing um, that people are now embracing all of that. So I think that I mean it's it's certainly at the minute. This whole vegan thing and plant-based thing seems to be like whenever I was growing up, it was BMXs. Like you know, everybody had a BMX. Now everybody's looking to go plant-based. Like so. Well,
0: you only have, as you mentioned, the M and S. So they've got their, they've got their own uh, range of plant-based foods.
1: Yeah. And, and the stuff, the thing about it, people always say, well, if you don't, if you don't eat meat, like what do you eat? And the thing is, there's, there's loads of things to eat, and it, it opens up a whole new world, but if your primary goal in life is is to be really, really healthy, then, you know, you won't mind exploring and doing the work and trying to put stuff. I mean, I know know by looking at you, and I've seen some of your stuff that that you look after your body, that you're training, that it's important to you to to look well, to train, and you've you've acquired a skill of discipline and stuff. And if you go to the airport, any of the airports at the minute and people watch, I mean, this country's in bad shape, like, you know, we 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 need to take we take we take better care of our cars and our bedrooms and our lawns than we do of our own body, and it's just not acceptable anymore. And I'm passionate about sharing that story and trying to create a bit of havoc around that.
0: When you, you actually you mentioned at the, the start of the podcast, uh, you referred to putting bad fuel into uh, your car, and and that's something I I'd, I'd actually say to a lot of my clients. Now, I'm not plant-based and I'm not vegan, but I believe in nutritious whole foods. And uh, I would always uh, promote eating as much of that as you possibly can. Good
1: in, you're going to get good out. And you're just a a prime example of that. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's not a bad thing. I think it's, for me at the minute, I just think there's... It's been a, personally. It's been a bad year for me with lots of, of lots of uh, negative news around people who have taken heart attacks and dropped dead and stuff. And a close friend of mine passed away in April. You probably know him and from Cookstown and stuff. And that rocked me big time. And I just just deeply passionate at the moment. I mean, we only have one one go at this, and we're just not looking after ourselves. And I just think it's so important that my number one goal in life is my health, and I can say that in a split second. Whereas if I had ten people in a line and said, "What's your number one in goal in life?", I'm not so sure they would answer their health as quickly as me. No. Um, so no, it's uh, it's important to think that we share that message, which I think we both agree on.
0: Uh, I was well. I think you maybe answered this, but one of the questions I was going to ask you, Connor, was what's the long term prognosis in terms of of the MS? But with the news you got on Sunday, I think.
1: Uh, you no. Know so the. Basically I mean I mean I could have an episode of inflammation tomorrow or tonight. Um I could I could be rocked like I was in Rices any time. Um but I mean you could get knocked down tomorrow. Yeah, and, you know, it, for me worth the way my mindset is I take a day at a time. And I'm focused on, on being better today tomorrow than I am today. And you know, it's hard, I trained tonight at home, I did did some yoga and strength and decent stuff. I I have a back problem and a knee issue at the minute, which has pulled me out of, I'm mean, going to do a 20 week rehab sort of sessions myself now and try and get my body right to go in the next year strong. So, I mean, mm-hmm. I just train every day. Um, I'm not bothered about, I don't actually need a doctor to tell, to sort of guide me anymore. I, I'm, if I keep doing what I'm doing, Pete, I mean, that's all you can ever do is your best. Yeah. Um, I'm eating well. I'm trying to sleep more. Um, I'm, I'm sort of living like a monk. I'm actually not as boring in, <laughs> as i <I'm> come across, right, <laughs> but, but I'm just trying my best. Like.
0: Tell me, uh, I noticed on your Instagram that uh, you're going to be going into schools uh, and I think it's a fantastic idea because for young ones to meet someone like yourself and to inspire them uh, I think it's fantastic but what advice would you give to not only young people to to people in general? What
1: well, yeah I started I did, I spoke to a thousand kids before Christmas last year I wanted to just I had a goal last year I do my goals every Christmas I wanted to speak to a thousand kids and share a message of hope with them so this year I want to I wanna speak to 2,000 kids between September and December so I'm out speaking Friday morning in Belfast at a school about 300 kids well they're 16, 17 year olds and there's a number of things you know I, whenever I'm saying to the and it's, it's amazing because they're very attentive you know they're all interested in what, I'm, what i sort of say to anybody in life i don't care what age you are um you have to try and find your passion uh what are you really really interested in yeah you know if you're working in a factory today and you're losing the will to live well everybody's good at something so whenever i'm in the in the, sco- in the school um and let me take that back everybody's good at something and if you're not good at it you're interested in something and you could be a good singer you could be a good musician like you you could be good at arts and crafts. You could be a good dancer. You could be a good mechanic, be with your hands. You could be a good footballer. And what I'm saying to people is, whatever it is you're good or interested in, especially the younger ones, stick at that, try and be outstanding at. Huh? And that's that's one of the messages that I share with the room. I also try and um, tell them that life's tough, and that you know, one of the key messages is that you know things there's going to be stuff happening in your life that you're not going to expect, but it's not what happens to you as important. It's how you actually react react to that. Yeah, And I mean, I'm able then to bring in my whole MS recovery story and that works really, really well. Um, I just talked to them about the principles of success and achievement. There's 10 core principles that, that I have and I'm just really interested and motivated, especially, I mean, growing up in Cookstown at 16, 17, I mean, it was great crack. I mean, I loved it, but Today, the pressures with social media and and all the the platforms and schools and phones and stuff. I mean, there was 15 people who took young kids, younger people who took their own lives in Belfast in the last 10 days. And I'm just really passionate about, you know, meeting anybody. I don't care if they're young or old and sharing this, this message of hope and try and just try and give them a wee bit of hope and passion and inspiration in their own life that, you know, It doesn't have to be, it doesn't have to be all dark. You actually can recover, you know, hopefully with my own sort of stuff I'm up to, that I'm living, walking, proof that, you know, you actually can change things around and things can get better, actually. Yeah,
0: and definitely, at the minute I'm actually reading a book, um, Lost Connections, um, why you're depressed and how to find hope. And it's basically more or less what you were saying there, but people who get diagnosed with depression and anxiety, the doctors are just firing them antidepressants and it's not helping at all yeah. whereas if people have a bit of hope someone to talk to someone that can inspire them yeah and, and get away from medication really um as much like your story is um so i think it's a fantastic idea going into, into the schools for someone to see someone like yourself doing so well and uh, when as you said earlier you should be wheelchair bound. You've got great success, and I know success is different for every person, but, you know, you haven't, you haven't laid down when you could have and took pity on yourself. You know, you're a successful businessman, you're a triathlete, you're, you're just going from strength to strength. Who inspires
1: Connor Devine? Um, well, probably at the minute, I have I've two young ones, so I'm a single dad um, as well. Um, unfortunately, my, my marriage didn't work out, which was, again, hugely traumatic, lots of pain. Um, extremely difficult, uh, so tough, so hard, and acquiring the skills to actually overcome that and let go of that and then bring up two young kids. So I have a a six year old, young Connor and and Liliana, who's nine, and they're amazing. So, um, you know, we, we, they're plant based as well. So we have a, we, we live the lifestyle at home. You know, they don't eat meat or dairy. They love the crack. They love, they love talking about food. They're interested to take them shopping. They're into the sport, they see their dad's an Ironman and they're going, you know, so I think what I've tried to to do at home is create a happy house and a happy environment. And that's why it was important for me to make some huge decisions in terms of, you know, my marriage and my life and how I was going to move forward in the next five years. And um, thankfully now, after the last three years, you know, we have a happy home, kids are happy, healthy, and they really have taken this whole plant-based thing. They're Really into exercise because the environment is right, and you know, it's just so important that you know, for me, I knew I know that it's very important, uh, especially when there's children around, that the environment that, that they grow up in will impact them in later life. Yeah. So, what I'm trying to do with my home is provide a space and environment for the kids that gives them the best chance that. Uh, things like addiction, for example, we know from listening to the great work of Dr. Gabor Matei that most people who suffer from addiction um, can relate. It. It's 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 really pain and trauma that they experienced when they were young. Um, I'm fascinated by that whole space of addiction, and so what I've, i mean, my you asked me who inspires me, so that that's really where I'm at. And um, and the thing about life is, is that there's inspirational people everywhere, you know. It's fascinating and that's what I do say to the kids whenever I'm out speaking to them, find find somebody who inspires you, go and speak to them, you know, have a chat with them. Um because as Will Smith says, you know, there's no point trying to reinvent the wheel. Yeah. This has all been done before. Um and with the amount of books that's out there, free in the library, podcasts, online stuff, it's probably one of the hardest times to be alive, but it's probably one of the best times to be alive. And I think if you embrace all that's good. Then that'll give you a real good chance of 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 doing well and and, and reaching contentment.
0: Point. Um, time to push on here. So, what's the future hold for
1: yourself? Well, I'm going to write another book in the next six months, um, which I'm really interested and excited about. Uh, I'm going to uh, continue to build this health community tribe online. Um, I'm doing some. Small bit of coaching, but small bit of mentoring. Pete, I'm really, really interested in, in people. Like, I mean, I'm fascinated in what people what makes people tick. Um, I'm, I'm very fortunate. You know, I've I've got to meet a lot of really interesting people. Um, who've, you know, I, I I'm addicted. I seem to be addicted to pain. You know, I I, I think, I think every. Everybody that I know that I meet has has some kind of trauma or pain in the background. That's really, you know, you'll have stuff that upsets you or annoys you. And everybody you meet, and I think it's only whenever you learn to release the pain or talk about the pain that you have a chance then to go on and realise your potential in life. And for me, I had so much trauma and pain around my illness and dealing with that, and then the trauma and the pain of dealing with a a broken marriage and and coming through all of that. And thankfully now I'm able to. You know, I've, I've been able to let go of all of that and heal. And I think that has made a huge impact on my recovery from MS, to be honest. And the future for me, hopefully, is, is one where I can just continue on doing what I'm doing and try and reach as many people as possible.
0: Brilliant. Connor, uh, I've taken up probably uh, too much of your time at the minute. Just a few quick fire questions. What's the best book you've ever read?
1: Oh, um,. I will give you uh,
0: a, couple, to to. <laughs>
1: a couple of books outside of my own, too. Um, I really enjoyed Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill. Ah, oh, brilliant, yeah. Um, yeah. By anyone who, it's not, and it's not about being rich in, in, in money, Just it's a fascinating book. I really enjoyed Matthew Walker's book, Why We Sleep. I really enjoyed The China Study by Dr. Colin Campbell. Have you read that? No,
0: I don't know that one no. I
1: think you should I think you will enjoy it, right? It's fascinating. I think I think you should have a look at Colin Campbell as well because he's an incredible man. Um, lots of integrity, um, the top cancer doctor in the world. He spent fifty years trying to figure cancer out, right? This man is incredible. And he's came across lots of people who've tried to put him down and you know Rubbish has discredited him. The chain of study has been debunked by lots of people, but if you listen to Colin Campbell talking to Rich Roll, he said two podcasts, definitely one. It's fascinating. I know
0: the Rich Roll podcast, or But uh, must check that
1: out. Yeah. So there's three books that I, I really like. Um, I read all the time. I'm reading three books at the moment, so it's all good. And just finally, what uh, one piece of advice for someone who's been diagnosed
0: with a chronic illness, or who's perhaps gone through a traumatic experience? You
1: so, so it's important if you are listening to this and you are not feeling well today or tonight, or you just get bad news, or maybe you've no money, or maybe you're lonely, or things are just insurmountable. You just don't can't see a way forward. So for any of those people, I think it's always important to keep your mind open to the possibility that things can improve, right? No matter how small that is, because I remember in 20, 2009 when things were very dark for me, but I always had this small glimmer of hope that that I might be able to get better. So I think it's it's important no matter how bad things are. If you keep your mind open to that possibility, that's all it is a possibility, then that's a great starting point for people. So that's what I would like to say.
0: Brilliant. Connor, thank you so much for your time. Keep inspiring people. Um, as I said earlier, guys, if you're not following Connor, check out his Instagram. Um, Connor, for myself, thank you so much.
1: No worries. I enjoyed it. Thank you.
0: So that's it for today's episode. I hope you really enjoyed Connor's story and uh, that you've got something from it. As per usual, if you are enjoying the podcast episodes, if you could leave a review uh, on the iTunes or Spotify or wherever you're listening to it at. Um, also, if you want to contact me for any help with your fitness journey, contact me at Pete at PeteSlevenFitness.com or you'll get me on my social media. Uh, my handle is peteslamfitness thank you once again for listening Uh, catch you next time, thank you